Ready? Ready. Episode... I think this is 24. 24, If, if my yeah. math is correct. I think so. Black dope. Sheep Radio. I'm Ben. I'm Chris. Uh, how are you? I'm good. It's it's Saturday, good, you know. Saturday morning at what time? Um, it 11, is well, 11. Yeah, it's technically almost almost afternoon. It's 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 Saturday morning for me today because typically I don't go out of the house until at least one o'clock on a Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah. How come? I just like to get a bunch of stuff settled, like like cleaning or whatever, and I just like you know I like Sunday, to enjoy myself. Sunday is my late release day. Really? Saturday, uh, I haven't unwound yet. I'm you know I'm still in weekday mode. Yeah. Yeah. So was it like where you it says the unemployed guy? <laughs> I find it hard to get. You know, I, I wake up early in the morning every day. Uh-huh. You know, I feel like Saturday is the day for me to to sleep in. But everybody's different. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So um, earlier, I, I believe yesterday, uh, Friday, I put out the question: um, a call, a desperate call for random questions. Yes. One of them came from Teresa Foran. Thanks, Teresa. Yeah, really appreciate it. And uh, this one is, what have you experienced a random act of kindness recently, or, or have you have you done an act random act of kindness recently? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 if you want to, you know, take this as an opportunity to pat yourself on the back for it, it's perfect. Well, uh, a random act of kindness does not get a pat on the back. A random act of kindness is a random act of kindness out of the for the sake of being kind, not for a pat on the back. Yeah, for sure. As far as I'm saying. Okay, so, yeah, my most recent one was uh, there's a dude named Kiefer, uh, and you'll find him uh, usually on weekday mornings sitting at the corner of Main and Longwood with his head in his lap. Uh, Kiefer isn't that old. I, I'm going to guess he's in his early to mid-20s. Uh, he's homeless and was looking pretty down and out, so I thought, eh, fuck it. And went and grabbed him a coffee and a bagel, and we sat and had a smoke together and a coffee and a bagel, and Bob's your uncle. Now, it, 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 random, random act of kindness? Yeah. Um, have I been back to see him? No. I drove past him once and thought, I should go back, but I didn't. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that. That's my random act of kindness, I guess. I would consider a random act of kindness holding the door open for somebody uh, at the mall. Uh, you know, there's lots of things you, you can just do that remind people, just in little gradual increments. Like not everyone's an asshole. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just little things. It doesn't. You're right. It doesn't necessarily need to be this big grand display of kindness you know what i mean um no it's like little doses you should let that shit out in just little tiny doses for two reasons it's good practice for oneself to just you know little doses or just hold the door for somebody say thank you those little things and then as opposed to the pat on the back random act here's a hundred dollars man my random act of kindness is probably closer to that opening the door open for somebody, holding the door open for somebody. I do that all the time, honestly. But anyways. Um, do you expect a thank you? Can I interrupt? No, I don't. Okay. Not really. I don't Good. really care. Good. I, I like, uh, yeah. I, I think it's improper. People who hold the door open for people at the mall or the grocery store. And then when those people pass by without saying thank you and they say, you're welcome. That's the word. Uh, yeah, you're a dick. Don't hold the door for me if you're expecting a thank you. Yeah, that is. I've never you had that happen. You hold the door before. because you're just you're being a good person. Yeah. If you're expecting a pat on the back, 
or a, oh my God, well, that was the greatest thing anybody ever did for me. I, I mean, geez, my uncle has cancer and they haven't cured it yet, but thank God you were here to hold the door open for me at Lime Ridge. The world is a better place. Get over yourself. Uh, yeah, if, yeah, I... People are very self-congratulatory with that bullshit. Oh, it's really God. not that big of a deal. And I mean, it's nice. That bothers me. That really bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. Add it to the list for sure for me. Like, it's so one you of those help, things. Who'd you hold the door no, open No, no. That, that wasn't my thing. I was just saying, oh. like, I I hold the door open for everybody. So I don't feel like that me too. Like, really counts. You know yeah, what I mean? Me That's too. I don't, I just feel weird not, like, just leaving the door, like, not holding it open, you <laughs> Did know? Did you ever get to that point, though, where you're like, you know, Christmas season, where we are and a lot of the a lot of the podcast a lot of black sheep today has to do with christmas um <clears throat> but you ever get to that point where you're holding the door and now the sixth person is walking through on your door holding kindness and mm. go okay i've got some shopping to mm. get done here mm-hmm. peeps like how long do i have to <laughs> hold this for <laughs> i get like that when i'm uh with traffic like if you let one person in, like how many people can you let in before the the rage comes out? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Where? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where's my door? My door holding tag team partner <laughs> exactly. who comes along and says, "Hey, man, just watched you hold the door for five people. Let me get that for you. <laughs> you go ahead. Thank you. And I'll be on my way. And then you know you're right. For sure. and it's very much like letting people into your lane on the highway. There's only so yeah. many people I can let in here. Yeah. Before. Sadly, I'm going to start thinking I'm being taken advantage of. Exactly. Um, just as, just as far as my random act of kindness um, is really just like it happened a couple times this week. I work in Oakville, like downtown Oakville, and it, it's a little hectic sometimes, especially during the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of people, a couple of people that were like completely lost looking for places. Mm-hmm. And they came up to me for whatever reason and asked me like, do you know where this is? And I'm like, no, I don't, but let's see if I we can find it together. And then I like went on my phone and figured out nice. what it was and like walked them to it and stuff, you know? Nice. And given that it's downtown Oakville, I'm sure they found that cheese boutique. <laughs> <laughs> Very accurate. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Coming up later in the uh, podcast, uh, it's all set over there, my friend. So we're looking at... You didn't even recognize it when you walked in. (laughs) You you didn't. You walked in and it was like, okay, yeah, Ben always has bread and... (laughs) <laughs> a toaster and butter and other shit on the on the table like as you know like it's a decoration or something <laughs> i yeah I, I i walked in here and i saw a toaster and bread and jelly and peanut butter and butter no mystery ingredient no not sk- just any jelly that is red chili jelly over there my friend which is really interesting like oh, i don't know I, i'm down to try it toast a little bit a little bit of butter i'm about it i'll try it for sure you'll give that a shot of, without question okay but you haven't gotten <laughs> The secret ingredient is within my arm's reach. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, no. It is the greatest toast ingredient of all time. <laughs> of all time. I don't know like, what this is. Just this, Yeah, like... But, I mean, I've told you about my ideal toasts. <laughs> red pepper, red chili jelly yeah. uh, is on the list. That's a good one. I, that's a really fun one. I've never tried that, but that sounds great. A1 sauce on toast. Oh, that's... That's Hot buttered toast with just a thin layer of A1 sauce. Oh, man. I, I feel like you and Kid Rock are the only people in the world that would eat something like that. 
good one. Okay. <laughs> you, you got me there. All right. You're more the traditional peanut butter man. Yeah. I'm I've a got square. The, uh, I've got the craft, uh, the craft smooth. I did the rye toast, by the way. Chris, uh, uh, my, <laughs> my, my black sheep co-host, says that white toast, white bread. Wonder bread, oh, Texas toast. Fuck it. Cut. Ugh. God, horrible shit. Just it just stays in your body for like four years after you eat. Well, it. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, I think after you leave, I gotta go take a poop, and it'll be like my 1978 Texas toast that's leaving me. Uh, okay, so toast is coming up a little bit later on. Random act of uh, kindness is uh, is uh, out of the way, and thanks again, Teresa. Uh, any other sort of random stuff before we get on to this or that? Uh, it's an interesting question. I mean, I'm, how have you been doing with your Christmas shopping? You haven't started that yet, or are you no. waiting? No, no, <laughs> no. I, I yeah, I, I have not started. I look look around uh, Castle McVie. We haven't even put up a tree yet. We're sitting at December. Where are we at? Seventh, seventh. Uh, and no, we haven't put the tree up yet. Haven't gotten things underway yet. Mm. I haven't. Uh, and I should, but. Whatever. Whatever. I, I, if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. No, I don't. And I, I, I've, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I am a last-second Christmas guy. <laughs> I get fully into Christmas. I mean, ramped up. I am ready to go, ready to celebrate, but not until days before. Mm. And then in the days after, Boxing Day, 27, 28, I enjoy it, and then I'm done. I'm done. It's, it's the way it's supposed to be, people. <laughs> like, it's not... I don't know. I don't. I don't want to tell you how to live, but this whole making Christmas into a two-month season is bullshit. To oh, me. it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's it's crazy. I've, I'm 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 planning on after this um, yeah. picking Bree up and going to the mall. Oh, you guys are hitting the mall today? Yeah, we got to get a couple of things, uh-huh. and you know, we got to mm-hmm. go on a little bit of a, a Christmas mm. booze run, and we got a Christmas party today. We're, we're going to get into that a little bit later, too, with one of our, oh, yeah. our, our workplace gift exchanges as well in, in one of our weekly three. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get to that, also on Facebook. Yeah. Put out a question for this or that. Yes. And, and I feel like we've teased this conversation in the past, but we never really got into it. And I've always wanted to get into this conversation with you. <clears throat> Do you believe in ghosts? Okay, so just to to go over what the results have been, there's been 22 votes. Thanks again, everybody, for for participating in it. So far, yeah, um, the 73 percent of people believe that ghosts exist, mm-hmm. and 27 percent of people believe that ghosts don't exist. Okay, which is very interesting. Okay, Vanessa Di Bartolo said that I hope they do, just so that there's some proof of an afterlife in today's day and age. Haunted house tour, anyone? So, so where do you stand on the ghost conversation? Hmm. Okay, can I get all deep and metaphysical? Of course, ones? that's what, that's why I wanted this yeah, conversation. There, there, I'm there's, there's there's energy that drives you, right? Uh, when you die and your physical body stops living, whatever energy has driven you, the part that makes you you, something continues. I am I I. I don't believe uh, I'm. I don't know what I am. I I I wouldn't say I'm an atheist. Agnostic, I guess, is the better term to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe in a. I'm not a monotheistic. I don't believe in the Christian God, the Judeo-Christian Allah. Don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. Don't believe in a series of. I don't. There is no one structured religion that I believe in. However, I do believe that there is. 
there's something that's left behind when you leave, that there's some sort of uh, uh, energy signature or something that stays there and sort of repeats itself. And I think that's what ghosts are. I think that's why ghosts are local for the mm. most part. Do you so know you, what I mean? So you do believe in ghosts, though? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Have you ever, like, had an encounter with a ghost before, do you think? Or have you ever, like, gone to, like, a, like a, a house where you think it's haunted or anything like that? Yes. Uh... I've had experiences where I thought that maybe that's what I was encountering, mm -hmm. but my more rational side wants to say that, no, that's not what that was. Yeah, but for sure. If you were to ask, do I, it, man, I, this is one that I really struggle with. It's okay. I can, I can, if you want to digest it a bit, I can kind of go into my thoughts on it. No, please do. Um, I don't believe in ghosts. Okay. I want, I like the idea of believing in ghosts and I'd love to believe that ghosts actually exist. And I'm with you on that. But I it's, don't it's really believe It's the romanticizing in ghosts, yeah. part of me that says, oh yeah. yeah, I believe in ghosts because I want to think my granddad is looking over my shoulder or some <laughs> sure. shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't really believe that. Yeah. Like I, I like, like there's, <laughs> I mean, there's lots of stuff. Like I, when I was, when I was working with Bell, I, they have the White House, which is up in, up in St. Catharines or whatever. And, uh, it's an old, um, it's an old heritage building. And in the basement they have, like you don't have a, to tell me this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the, it's at the, the basement of this building is like the, the, the end of the road of, uh, the, the underground railroad for Correct. Canada. Correct. Uh, and it was a military hospital at one point in its Correct. life. And, and everyone there has like these paranormal stories about like these I ghosts do. that they, yeah. 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 It's pretty wild. Um, and even then, like, I don't, like they, they asked me, I, I used to work out of there every once in a while. Um, cause it's such a cool building. I'd try to make a point to go down there. It's but an amazing building. It's incredible. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like they, everyone's like really spooky about going in the attic and going into the basement. But the attic is freakier than the basement yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Did you do the attic? I did both. Yeah. Okay. I did, I, there was one room where they wouldn't let it go, let me go in. And the I, attic? And, yeah. There's one room specifically, and I'm like, let me yeah, go in. Like, I, I wanted to go in. I know and the they're one like, you're no, about. like, don't. You're you not. Don't no, in don't. Because yeah. everyone was so freaked out yeah. that um, that that they just kept the door closed and they're just not going to bother. There is a room in the attic at the corner of uh, what is it? It's not St. Paul. No, I don't what would know. it be King and Yates. Anyway, the White House uh, yeah. of it, it, it hits CKTB, whatever you want to call it, is a very. It, if there's a haunted building that I've ever been in. That's the building. That <laughs> building is creepy as fuck. It's I, crazy. I used to work overnights by myself in oh, that building, man. and some some weird stuff happens. Yeah, there there were some there were some funny stories that I heard where like people left, like they forgot something in that room, and and then and then it appeared like somewhere differently when mm. when they went to go look for it again. Um, I had a studio around. door open on me once, and uh, studio I'm, studio I'm, doors are heavy, are heavy, just, and just, I'm not lying. It opened. Yeah. And I had one lock behind me in the attic, the room that we're talking about. <laughs> it locked, uh, I, not while I was in it, but I came out of that room and then went to go back in and it was, uh, there was no getting in there. See, that's this, that's what's that funny. That building's creepy. That's the, that's the story that you get from that room. A lot of people is like, no, it's locked. The room's locked. And it's like, oh, well unlock. And they're like, no, like that's mm -hmm. not how it works. Like you can't just open it, which I'm like, 
again, like I don't believe in ghosts. So when I hear stories like that, I'm just like, all right, whatever. It's a drafty room. And it like, you know, here, but like, I don't, I also don't want to be a buzzkill. Cause like people really get so much satisfaction out of like whatever belief they have about that shit. I guess my belief in ghosts is nope. sort of be- tied into my belief in God in that it's uh, at the, in the night sky on a clear night. Look up. It's a big universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there were one God, I doubt he'd be looking at this little speck of dust in the universe and this one only. And if I were a ghost, and if I did have the ability to d- transcend this mortal coil and move on to something else, I wouldn't stick around here. <laughs> I've seen enough of this. I mean, no, seriously. If I had the d- ability to sort of just catch the wave and, and go somewhere on this supernatural energy, I didn't stick around Earth. I, there's other shit I want to see. Yeah, it's it's one of the, that's one that's definitely one of those very interesting questions. I definitely don't want to be in the attic at the corner of St. Paul and Yates and St. Catharines. <laughs> like I I got better places to be, yo. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, maybe we can we can go into at some point in the future the whole like religion thing. I, I remember we did go into it at one point back in the day when we, that's when we that's when we lost that that episode. Yeah. Remember, we we went into we went into to all that stuff. Yeah, we um, did, we did. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll save that for another it's one. It's a dangerous conversation for sure. And right. and I don't, well, I also not, don't want to turn in. Uh, this is a Christmas episode, and I'm sure right. there's a lot of people that believe in religion or whatever. And oh, I, I don't right, want to. Right now, it's ramping up, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, people who believe yeah. in ghosts are more likely to believe in ghosts now than they are in the middle of July. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, for sure. Right. Why do you think that is? Well, it kind of ties into item number one on the weekly three there, Mr. Cool. Segway. Oh, no, I didn't. What did I do? I was just asking questions. Well, the greatest Christmas movies of all time. And there, I think, is uh, therein lies a, a belief that at the holiday season, because for those of, for those of us who have uh, spent holiday seasons with loved ones and everything else, I think there is a propensity to believe more than any other time of year that our loved ones come back and visit us for the holiday season because it meant so much to them and us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, in like the, in the, um, symbol, symbolic sense, you know, Christmas Mm. is kind of reliving the ghosts of your past in general. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you, it's, I I know like there, there's that whole, like, do ghosts exist or whatever, but, but, but it's really difficult to not think about Christmas is from the past or future or whatever when Mm. with Christmas, because it's so such a tradition and such a routine. It really like forces you to look back on like all of the Christmases that you have. Exactly. And, and that's why maybe some people get a little overly romantic. Yeah. New Year's Eve. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's when you're a kid, it's, you look forward to it so much. Right. That, that feeling never truly goes away when you're an adult and you're all, I think even just in general as people, when you grow, get older, you're always I think you romanticize it even more. Big time. Once you get older. Yeah. Big time. Because you realize you only have so many of them left and it's like, oh geez. Exactly. Well, all those times and I should have done this and I should have done that or wow, we never did this or. Remember that time when we, let's do that again sort of thing. People tend to get a little, I don't want to sound like a cynic, but I usually do. Uh, people tend to get a little overly romantic at the holiday season. Yeah. I, In terms of their so. memories and, and, and just the general state of being. I think people get a little syrupy. 
Definitely. Yeah, so let's definitely. get into the best Christmas movies of all time. So do you okay. mentioning ghosts? So are you for okay for for Christmas movies? Are yes. you like a Christmas movie person? Like, do you settle in for a Christmas movie yes. every year? Like, you're in for that? Uh, there's a few. Yeah. Okay. And again, <laughs> after all this, you know, laying claim to the fact that I'm not a Christmas person, mm. uh, but. During that very brief time, I'm very much a Christmas person, and it's the only time of year where I have a list of movies that I absolutely have to watch. That's you great. won't see me watching them in May. You won't see me watching them in September. But during that 10-day period or so where I really celebrate the holidays, I've got two or three that I, I just I, I have to see. That's cool. I have to see. That's cool. And so- number one on the list, and it's got to be, there's only one Scrooge. There's only one Christmas Carol. And it's been done, it was done in 1935, I believe, was the first one. Can't remember the guy's name. George C. Scott did a a version in uh, 1984. Henry Winkler, the Fonz, did an American Christmas Carol in the late 70s. And they did a pretty good job of it, actually. It was decent. But 19, uh, the early 1950s, Alistair Sims Scrooge, which... Leave. Hang on. Give me a second here. Sure. I haven't taken leave of my senses, Bob. I've come to them. From now on, I want to try to help you to raise that family of yours. This is after he's come to his senses. Well, we'll, we'll talk it over later, Bob. Over a bowl of hot punch. Bowl of hot punch. <laughs> you guy buy a new coal scuttle. Yeah. Meanwhile, you you just go and put some more coal in that fire. Oh, you go scuttle. straight out and buy a new coal. Oh, scuttle. Isn't you do, do that before you, you dust another eye, Bob Cratchit. <laughs> I have been watching this movie with my family. This is this, this is my tradition. Yeah, Christmas Eve as a kid, uh, my 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 mom and and my grandparents, my sister would get around and watch the movie. We all had our lines in the movie and everything else. I know that movie like the back of my hand. Cool. And it is the, the best rendition of Scrooge. And again, because of, I guess, the romantic side of it, it's my favorite Christmas movie. Cool. My my favorite Christmas movie, and it's kind of similar. I know all of the words to it. Mm-hmm. Um, all the lines. I used to, as a kid, like I would watch it multiple times leading up to Christmas over and over and over again, which is Christmas Vacation. That's National my number Lampoon's. two. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I, it's just, I honestly think it's one of, I, I, I can't think of a funnier Christmas movie, first off. Like, I don't know if there is one that exists, but it's very heartwarming as well. The music's fantastic mm-hmm. in it. The characters are fantastic in it. It's done by the guy that did, like, Breakfast Club and, and uh, John Hughes. Ferris Bueller, John Hughes, yeah. which I didn't realize until I, I was older and realized who John Hughes was. Anything great you saw from the 80s is John Hughes. Wild. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's definitely... That's definitely my favorite Christmas movie. And it's something that like I'm I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow night is what my plan is. So what we'll, else we'll see got? how that goes. Oh, so for my number two, actually, yeah. um, is Home Alone. Oh fuck. It's not a Christmas movie. How is Home Alone not I a Christmas movie? I just had movie? it out with my wife, Amanda, the other night. It is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it is a slapstick three stooges movie with some stockings in the background. Not Christmas. 
So it has. So okay. So so then. All right. You know how many friendships have almost been compromised in my life over this <laughs> argument? I'm curious. Like I just don't. Un- I just. It's about Christmas, though. Like it's it's about no, it's like not. they're separated during Christmas. No, it's about a dysfunctional family who forget their kid at home. Yeah. Who then lights Joe Pesci's head on fire? <laughs> it's not. No, it's not Christmas. So what is a like? What what classifies a Christmas mu- movie then? Well, I don't know because I mean another one. My number three Christmas movie <laughs> really isn't, I suppose, a Christmas movie other than the fact that the end happens at Christmas. Okay. It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart, uh, nineteen forty some odd. Wow! Uh, yeah, oh, it's ain't. Have you ever seen it? No. Okay, so it's it, it's a fantastic movie, but it's a wonderful movie. But it, the, the 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 meat of the story happens at the end, at Christmas. So, to me, it's a Christmas movie. But then I can see your argument that Home Alone's a Christmas movie, <laughs> yeah, right? I, I, just, yeah. I don't know. There's something about Home Alone that I just I'm like. No, that that's not. I just it's it's one of those movies that I grew up watching again. I know that movie over. I'm gonna. I, that's another one that I just genuinely have to yeah. watch. Um, it's Macaulay Culkin, man. He's just. I, I just don't know what spirit flew into his soul, into his body when he was three years old. That he had like the. The comedic timing of that kid, yeah. I mean, he was an Uncle Buck too, right? He was a little so kid good, in Uncle Buck, yeah. Richie yeah, Rich, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. Okay, um, so that was your, your number three, is what? It's a wonderful. So, one, so yeah, I've got uh, Alistair Sims Scrooge. Yeah. By the way, it's not called A Christmas Carol. It's called Scrooge, for you trivia buffs. <laughs> uh, Vacation is number two. It's a Wonderful Life is number three, and then I got a whole bunch of other. Yeah. Ones that almost make it into the list. And by the way, I'm not including the uh, claymation Christmas specials mm. or the Charlie Browns or any of those. The in this. These are yeah, these are movies. Yeah, full length movies. So my number three is a little off the board. So wait a minute, you've got Vacation number one. Yeah, number home two, number home two. Home. Yeah, number three. Yeah, this was I was kind of humming and hawing about about this, but but. Um, I'm going to go with Jingle All the Way. Have you ever heard of Jingle All the Way? Is that with Schwarzenegger? It's with Schwarzenegger. And Sinbad? And Sinbad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it's the most ridiculous movie. <laughs> They're it's, trying it's, to buy is it, a toy. They're fighting over a toy. Rock, rocket something or other? Yeah, like some sort of Rocket Man toy. I can't yeah, remember yeah. what it was. But I don't know what it is about that movie. It's not particularly good. But it's it's definitely peak Sinbad. I would say I, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely he he gave the performance of his life in that movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he was he was never able to. I don't think he was ever able to live up to the pressure that came with being so successful. So in so incredible in that movie. <laughs> but I just there's something about like Arnold Schwarzenegger in a Christmas movie. I can watch it over and over again. Um, it's it's something that. It's definitely something that that's stuck with me over the years. It's it, and it is it is one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Like it really is. I don't know why. It's not good. It's not particularly no, no, good. No, like people a, are gonna watch it and they're gonna be listen, like, all right, this guy's out of his mind. But everybody's got their, yeah. their thing. That's what Christmas movies are about. It doesn't necessarily have to be like this great movie. 
You know, I, I know a lot of, um, a lot of the women in my life, like those shitty Hallmark movies, right? Oh, it doesn't matter. Christ. Yeah, I know. You know, bad. it doesn't have to be like that. And you're right. That's the thing with the Christmas movie. You, if it reminds you of Christmas, you have to be ready to sit down and watch the fucking thing alone. Yeah. Cause everybody else might think this, <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is, this is no good. Mm-hmm. And by the way, can we, uh, one, one further question. Sure. One further question. Since we've had the debate, it's a wonderful life, Christmas movie or not mm-hmm. home alone, Christmas movie or not, you know, what's coming. There are two men sitting here is die hard a Christmas movie or not. I don't think it is. I, I, I just, okay. Um, I, I, it's it's not a fucking Christmas movie. I guess like I, I can see the, I can definitely see the argument. Where? Um, cause it takes place at Christmas, Christmas, right? but it's an action movie. Right. And I, I don't know if technically, like if you can have an action Christmas movie, I guess that's, that's what people like to make the claim that it is. But is home alone, not an action Christmas movie. Somewhat, but it's, it's about like a family. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, about like okay. a family during Christmas. And I think you get the pass with that. Like, I don't I mean, know. I'll that- give you the pass on home alone being a Christmas movie, a movie way before die hard. Die hard is not a Christmas. It movie. happens to be on Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I think it kind of stops there, but like, I'd have to re I'd have to rewatch it, but I don't, I don't really <clears> see it. I, I don't think, I think there's a genre, like a Christmas movie is a genre of itself. And I don't think that die hard is like, uh, I think the action part is is a little is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, you know? it's no, it's no. There's yeah. no, no. If you're listening and you're like, no, these guys are assholes. They say Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Don't listen again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's that's just where I stand. There's very few Ben don't break things I have in my life. Die Hard, not Christmas movie. If you believe so, we're not friends. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. There it is. Done. Shot. Shots fired. Sorry, Dad. Um, okay, so let's. Uh, that's item one. Item one. So item two. Before we move on to item three, which is coming. Well, item three, which is again to just reset a bit. It's yeah, the yeah. toast taste test. Yeah. So it's definitely easy to get lost in all of our Christmas conversation. Are you getting any more nervous as to what I'm the not, secret ingredient might be? I'm not nervous. Um, It'll be on Facebook Live. We will be filming. Uh, Chris Brown eating the greatest <laughs> toast ever made. I'm trying to just honestly, like if I think too much about what's in store, I won't Get be able guess. to focus on our conversations. I do have some sneaking suspicions of what it might be, uh, but I don't want to, I don't want to ruin, I don't want to call it out right now. You know, we'll, we'll guess All on right, Facebook okay. live right. and then we'll see if I'm right. Let's move on to item two then. Item number two. So I have a, a Christmas party is the first Christmas party of the season yeah, tonight. You're, you're driving this one. Go ahead. And um, I have uh, part of something that we do is is uh, a Christmas gift exchange. Um, it's it's a family uh, Christmas party, and we all draw a name, and then we get a gift. It's family kind of like a secret company. Segment. Uh, family. This is with family specifically, but it's the conversation definitely will extend. I'm not going to a Christmas party tonight. It's it's with family. Oh, this is family. This is family. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we do like a little like we have like a. a a bunch of younger cousins. Oh, see, because I'm doing my wife's company Christmas party mm. tonight, and that's what I thought you were going to. No, this no. changes things a little. Yeah, bit. a little bit, but we so, can do both. Okay, but okay, but hang on. Now, uh, I just have one further question before you press on. Is this close family, or is this sort of you know the cousin that I see once a year? Family? No, it's close family. Close family. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So okay, 
we'll go into we'll go into yours because I know you have a lot to say about like workplace gift exchanges as well after. Mm. But the, my my question is, so we have this gift exchange. There's a fifty dollar cap limit on it, on okay. on how much you can reasonably spend. I got my cousin Greg, which I've never I haven't been able I haven't gotten a gift for this guy in like almost ten years. We, this is gonna this is gonna be broadcast or podcast. After he gets this, right? Exactly. So we so got we nothing can, to worry about. No. So okay. so we can go right into it. All right. So um, uh, Greg's going to love you, by <laughs> the way. This is the thing. So basically what happened was, this is this is the interesting question. I think I've landed on a gray area of the Christmas gift exchange, mm. and I'm going to exploit it, and I might be able to get it with away with it this time. So basically, they fit, there's a $50 limit on this gift exchange. Mm. I A friend of mine like told me if I ever needed, if I ever wanted to have like le- like lease tickets, he's like, reach out to me and let me know. Mm. I thought about it and I'm like, Hey, like that would be a really good gift for this gift exchange is to give my cousin Greg a free leaf ticket that I got. And you can spend the $50 on drugs or whatever. Yeah. Drugs. That's probably most reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I'm just kidding. but it's just like, you know, I got that and I'm like, okay, so there's a couple questions here. One, am I a dick for like going technically going over the limit? Two, am I a dick? Cause I didn't actually spend money. So like, this like it's it's such a it's such an interesting little mm. thing, and I'm, I'm I don't know what I'm in store for when I do give him the gift tonight. I have a way for you to absolve yourself of all these problems. Sure, you're going to a Leaf game. Mm-hmm. You got free tickets. You haven't spent a thing. Who's driving? That's a good question. Who's paying for parking? Yeah, and beers are like what twelve dollars each. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you invest your money into twenty dollars worth of parking. For sure. A couple of beers at the start of the game. There's your 50 bucks. Yeah. And there's the gravy of watching your team lose. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, well, I'm going to, so here's the, this is a dope game too, eh? It's Saturday night against the Islanders. Oh shit, man. Yeah, yeah no, this is a good one. That's the thing is like, I don't like, yeah, we'll see. I'm bringing a bottle too. So I'm not too like to the party, like a nice bottle. So I feel like I'm, I'm, it's as far as like the spending money, I'm but more you're, concerned you're about. You're worried about the other, uh, can, can I just assume that you're worried about the other people who actually kept under the $50 cap yeah. and are showing Showing up with a scarf. That's what I'm. And here, here you've got two tickets to watch the Leafs on a Saturday night. Exactly. Like I'm a little, I'm a little weary about mm. people saying, "Oh, you broke the like, like does is getting something for free qualify under the fifty dollar limit?" Is is the mm. question that I'm. I've I've asked. I've talked to a bunch of people about it, and I've gotten the all clear from a lot of different people. Yeah, I'm gonna give you the all clear on this one. You know, like I think so. Yeah, like I, I think that because here's the thing. Like if I wasn't giving him this ticket for Christmas, is it necessarily going to go to him if I just have free Leaf tickets? Is he a Leafs fan? Oh, big time, yeah. Hockey fan? Uh, Yeah, big time. Okay, so I want you to, for a second, take your shoes off and put yourself in Greg's shoes. Yeah. And he's there tonight, and you say to him, well, I could have given you two Leafs. Uh, We could have gone to see the Leafs game, but it was a $50 cap, so here's your bottle of wine. Exactly. Uh, no, you're you're in you're all clear on this one. That's what I'm. As that's far what I'm as I'm thinking. concerned, Chris, you're all clear here. Like part of me, this is the conversation that I had with Bree. Um, I was like, you know what? Like, sure, maybe some people might be upset, but the overwhelming like satisfaction of him getting the tickets and us having yeah. the night out, like, we'll make it worth it. You know? 
Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, that's what gift giving is about. So, Absolutely. Looking around for stuff. That's, that's what okay. gift giving is about, is making the recipient happy, not making the giver happy. Exactly. And that that's something that gets lost, I think, on a lot of people the holiday season, is they make the giving more about them than it is about the person who's getting the gift. Sweet. Okay. Like well, the pat on the back for holding the door open for the old lady at the shopping mall. Yeah. So you don't hold the door open so that you can hear a thank you. Mm-hmm. You hold the door open so you can hold the door open and the old lady can get through. Mm. You're buying, you're giving me Leafs tickets because, well, you wanted to give me Leafs tickets. Yeah. And because you're a cheap motherfucker and didn't want to spend the $50. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, we'll see. I will definitely report back on what the reaction was after the fact to see if anybody actually you know, talked about it or whatever. Ben's just like looking under, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's planning on putting no, dust mites no, 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 on no. toast. I, I ran out of, he's, um, he's, I ran out of vape juice. Oh, so I gotta have a cigarette. Oh no, not bad. Sorry about that. It's all good. Yeah, um, okay. So this, this, you, you mentioned that you're going to a Christmas party tonight. Yep. Do they have a gift exchange? No, thank God. So what do you, um, my wife works for a, a relatively well to do company. They, well, and, it's a big company. So this isn't one of those. I mean, my God, if they did a gift exchange, there's going to be. My guess is about 400 people there tonight. This is not one of those within the workplace because this company has a whole bunch of different divisions and stuff um, within the workplace. I think they do do the workplace gift exchange. Um. I don't like the workplace gift exchange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. Um, the work, the workplace is, eh? the workplace is, uh, is, uh, is a place of politics hmm. and nothing goes unnoticed in the workplace. Hmm. Not a goddamn thing. See, I, so it, if Bob, you got Bob's name last year and you bought him some piece of shit and this year you got Linda. And Linda, you happen to like, or you got Bill, who you happen to really like, and got them a way more thoughtful gift. Don't tell me Bob isn't going to remember mm. last year and go, what the fuck, man? You got me a magazine and they're getting a, you know. That's so interesting. Insert gift here. The workplace gift exchange, I think, is just a, it's a horrible idea. It's, I, I never, it's funny. I, I didn't expect you to take it the, um, down the politics angle. Mm. But I get uh, that's a that's that's you're right. That adds a completely different dynamic to it that doesn't need to be brought around. I mean, if there's a place where a spending cap needs to be strictly enforced, if you're that's why when you said this is a family gift exchange at the start, when we were going in, I thought this was a workplace mm-hmm. gift exchange and the lease oh. tickets. Oh, no, no, man. No, because oh. next year when you don't have Greg and you get Bob. And Bob's a bit of a dick, and he winds up with a fishing lure. Bob's gonna remember that shit. That's a re- no. That yeah, you're 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 totally on think ball about for it. that. Yeah, you're completely right. Like within the workplace, really, I think a gift exchange is a horrible idea. Yeah, it is. It's a horrible idea because it gives people who go to work already in the backs of their minds go to work. I don't care who you are or where you work. You go to work with an insecurity in the back of your head that you're either really well liked or you're not. And there are people that you really like and people that you really don't. It's the workplace. Mm. Christ, family events are like this. But the workplace, it magnifies it even more because you're not 
behooved to these people. For sure. You, you, you don't have to like these people. No. You go, you make money together, you go your separate ways. And the workplace gift exchange, should you get, you know, should you have the misfortune, and this has happened to me, where the cool clique of people get each other's names. And it's like, wow, nice gift. And then you get the douchebags. <laughs> and you give them, say, you know, here he's a Pez dispenser. And it's just, it, 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 it's uh, to me, is a, it's an, an illustration of uh, I like you, I don't like you. It, it opens up that opportunity. It's too complicated. Now that, yeah. you, now that you think about it, the last time, um, we don't do a gift exchange at my current workplace, but the last time we did do, a, uh, I, I, I was, I had the option of doing one. I turned it down. Um, and it's not, it wasn't even really about the money. I don't know what it was. I think it was just like, you know, trying to find a $15 gift for somebody that you don't know a whole lot about. It's like, I'm, I'm just going to end up getting a gift card. And I also, the idea of opening presents in front of a bunch of people that I don't know is a little, I don't really like opening presents yeah, exactly. either. It's a whole nother bag of worms. Exactly. So. Yeah. There's another opportunity. What happens if you get the guy who's only been there for three weeks and yeah. you pull his name, mm -hmm. you do the secret Santa thing and you pull his name and, or her name and you're thinking like, what? I don't even know this person. Here's, here's a, here's a funny story. Hmm about gift exchanges when I was, I was working at Staples years and years ago and I was only there for like, it was like a seasonal gig or whatever. And I didn't really know a whole lot of people. Everybody and got a calendar. <clears throat> no, we did a gift exchange and somebody got me like, I, it was probably a knockoff, but like a gold watch. And I was so, <laughs> I was, I was so, I had to open it up in front of all these people. I was so taken aback by it and so like awkward and uncomfortable by the gift. I never found out who gave it to me. Right. Um, and I didn't know, and, and I didn't, didn't want to know. know. I didn't want to know. Yep. And I was so uncomfortable. I just remember just like that whole time, it just like ruined my enjoyment of the thing. I mean, granted, I was going through some other shit at the time too, but it was sure. so strange. But no, that's, that's, that's exactly why I'm opposed to the workplace gift exchange because there's, 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 and there's another angle to it. There's going to be the overcompensator in the room yeah, who wants to win favor with whomever they're giving a gift to. Mm -hmm. Perhaps that person will know who that person was and perhaps they won't, but there's just, there's such an imbalance in the workplace gift giving thing. If you're going to do a workplace gift giving thing, don't do the secret Santa thing. Just, okay, I've got you, you've got me, I've got them. Converse amongst yourselves. Hey, what do you think that person would like? Sort of thing. Set a strong cap limit, $20, $30, $40, $10, whatever you want, and abide by it. Because in the workplace, there is no room for error. So how, what about the giving cards to people that you work with? Like, do you, were you ever, I don't imagine you were the kind of guy that would like go around and hand out Christmas cards to every employee. I used to work um, at a hotel in Niagara-on-the-Lake called Queen's Landing. And there was this old Portuguese waiter there named Seraphim. And he was a super friendly guy and funny and gruff and grumpy. He was an old Portuguese guy. But the company Christmas party came around 
And I asked him, are you going to this thing? And he had the most brilliant answer. He said, I, I spend 40 hours a week with you fucking people. Why would I want to spend one more? I'm going home to see my family. Mm. And to me, as my listen, I've worked, I've made some of the best friends I've ever made. And I, I'm still in touch with a lot of people that I've worked with. And I love them dearly, but it's work. And if you want to carry on a gift-giving relationship or or, or whatever the case may be, whatever kind of relationship, friendly relationship, where you do things like gift, give gifts or knock boots or whatever it is you do together, do it outside the workplace. Mm. Work is for work. The rest is for the rest. Mm. You go to work, you do your work, you go home. Yeah, I, I you know, growing up, I would have disagreed with you just mm-hmm. because I, I, I found myself working really closely with, with, I made a lot of really good friends that that ended sure. up hanging out with sure. after, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like nowadays, especially like the whole nine to five grind nature of the jobs that I've more recently had, mm-hmm. I totally agree. It's like, yeah, like there, there's, there's no reason to complicate the relationship of no, we're showing up here. We have a job. We have a singular goal in mind and that's to succeed as a, as a workplace, Right. I need a paycheck. You need a paycheck. If I fuck up, your paycheck suffers and and vice versa. So let's just get the paycheck taken care of. And then the rest, if you want to buy me a beer or you want to get me a Christmas gift or I, I want to hang out with you and, and go see a movie or, or do whatever outside the workplace. Mm. The workplace gift exchange is a horribly construed idea. Just saying. I, I agree. Okay. I agree. But I think you're in the clear on your Leafs tickets. Yeah, that'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll definitely report back. I'm also very curious to hear what other people think about the workplace gift exchange. So maybe I'll put that out on Facebook. Yeah, and, let's do that. And see, uh, maybe on Monday. We're getting into this, like, it's a little, I wouldn't say it's early to start talking about workplace gift exchange because people probably already have their names drawn Is by this Is it too early point. to be talking about Christmas? We've done movies. We're, I know. We're, you know, enough. we're doing the, the gift exchange, but uh, it is December 7th. Yeah. We're two and a half weeks away. So I think we're within that window. Everyone's preparing for Christmas at this point, you know, like, like we, we can probably touch yes. on Christmas a little bit more in the next episode that we do as well, but it'd be a different approach to it. You're going out you know shopping I mean? this afternoon. Exactly. You're doing the booze run too already, huh? There's only, yeah. Oh, yeah. Buddy. There's only so much, like I, I gotta get my, I gotta get my Bailey's like I, there's certain right. things that like, that, yeah. Is this not a bit like buying Halloween candy on October 10th? It might be, but I, I mean. Like, are you not out of Bailey's by the time you get to the 23rd? Oh, for sure. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I'll definitely saying. have to, I'll definitely have to rush out on right. whatever. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I think I've, I think I've delayed the inevitable toast taste testing. So what we're going to do here, I guess, is hit pause. On the recording while we get set up on Facebook Live and we demonstrate the art of toast. And by the way, (laughs) um, following uh, this, this comes from a new feature on the show, which we have not included on our list. The Meaningless Moment. The Meaningless Moment. Yeah, that's where this came from, man. A couple weeks back when I said, let's have a meaningless moment and talk about something meaningless. (laughs) And my number one suggestion was toast. Sweet. So... We're gonna we're gonna t- we're gonna test that out on Facebook Live. So think so. about that for a second. Yeah, and and may, yeah, maybe we'll ask uh, people who are, are viewing on Facebook Live uh, a good meaningless question. Sure. 
great. Yeah, What's I'm the sure perfect we'll... toast is a perfectly meaningless question. Exactly. Until you've tried my toast. All right, I'm down. So we're going to take a pause here. Um, the next thing you guys will hear will be the patch over from the Facebook Live. We're going right. to cut some of that, and right. then uh, we'll come back after that. All right, see you in a sec. We're up, uh, we're up and running. Uh, hey everybody, I'm Ben McVie. I'm just coming around here. Yep. Here's Chris Brown. So we... Black Sheep Radio. Black Sheep Radio. So for our item number three on the Weekly Three for this particular episode is the Toast Taste Test. I don't know if you're listening to last week's episode. We've started something new called the Meaningless Moment. So my suggestion for our first Meaningless Moment was the topic of toast. And how do you make the perfect toast? And uh, Chris and I have very differing opinions on this. Yeah, everyone has their own personal way, that, that, that their own opinion on what the perfect toast is, sure. I think, in general. Yeah. Um, my answer initially Suck. was <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter in general, I think. Peanut butter on toast is one of those things that I just, I, I, I can't not have I, every time I look at it. So we got... We got a little craft peanut butter here. Did you want to start with that? Well, see, I sure. Okay, so sure. Let's let's start with that. Now I have to apologize because I insisted. You can't make toast out of Texas toast. <laughs> it's got to be rye. I recommended when we were going through our our, our toast recommendations. Yeah. The bread choice for me was Texas toast. So uh, Ben was so offended. Well, I was buying, so you know I. You, you forgot all about the toast conversation. I yeah, I did. What so, I yeah. So I've got a nice. Can you see this? There's yeah, a nice is. marble rye. That's what you make good toast with. I haven't had breakfast today either, so I'm really thinly good. sliced. Okay, so uh, I've got. Uh, we've got our four slice toaster here. Uh, I'll allow you to uh, set your. Put your oh, heat settings on there. So yeah, it's, what's interesting about this is I have no idea how this toaster works. Okay, so, so I, I just don't know. So over here is your, your heat setting. Okay. All right. Well, let's. By the way, when you're adding your suggestions, now you know what a meaningless moment is. We're debating toast. We're debating toast. All right. So, uh, so yeah, uh, just drop her in there. Just drop it in. I don't yeah. know if this is good enough. You have to know your toaster. You have to develop a relationship with your toaster to be able to make the perfect toast. You're going awfully light on the toast. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm pumping mine down. Like I said, I, I mean... I like a good firm toast. Now, me, uh, on our first uh, slice... By the way, uh, Chris is still unaware on the secret ingredient to perfect toast. So this is my toast suggestion, and, and, and Ben hates peanut butter, so so he's 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 doing something that he's really not comfortable doing, and, and after this, we're going to go into the to Ben's... But he, he hasn't revealed yet yep. what his ideal type of toast is, so I don't know what I'm getting myself into, and I'm a little terrified, honestly, but... There, there are a few things in the world that are for assholes. Um, unnecessary violence, racism, sexism, Peanut butter and ketchup. That's about all I got. <laughs> Up there with sexism is my love for you <laughs> <laughs> sexist, craft-loving motherfucker. You okay? So here we go. Uh, we'll get this ready for you. Now me, me. Uh, th this is sort of my toast go-to. 
uh, it's a red pepper jelly. A nice thin slice of uh, slab of butter and then a little bit of the red pepper jelly. Good toast. Not perfect toast, but good toast. So we're toasting away here. Now, uh, before we get any further in, you said you can't have butter underneath the peanut butter. I no. believe last time we, we had this meaningless conversation. No, I, I think that that's, I mean, I don't know where that started. I'm glad that, that more people are, have come to the agreement that, that putting butter underneath peanut butter is, is absolutely disgusting. See, if I'm going to suffer through peanut butter on toast, there better be some butter underneath oh. it. By the way, we're not going margarine. We've got our high yeah. quality. I guess the only thing worse than butter and peanut butter together is margarine and peanut butter together. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Ooh. But yeah, we're just toasting here. Um, we've already recorded a little bit of um, this week's episode of Hot Cheap Radio. Yep. So we've um, we talked about our favorite Christmas movies. Ooh, dirty um, knife. <laughs> we we talked about our favorite Christmas movies. We yep. talked about um, workplace gift exchanges and personal gift exchanges as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of that. This is the third item, and we're going to go back and, and wrap it up after we're done with this. So. Uh, and by the way, both of us, well, at least me and my blind eyes, I, I'm too far away to read any comments that are coming up below. Shel Sheldon Jackson said, Benny, what's up, buddy? Hey, Sheldon, how are you? I'm, I'm making toast. We're making toast. We're going to yeah. see. I'm Again, like just to, to reiterate for the people that aren't here, Ben is going to make like a surprise concoction for me. It's for not a concoction. It is a concoction. Two ingredients go on the perfect toast. Oh. That's it. Oh, man. Two. I'm so One of them's in front of us. Butter. Yes. And I don't... Okay, so so we'll... <laughs> what do we got there? How are we doing? No, I don't know. I don't have... Does this thing... Is this like one of those like... Just low, slow, low and slow? This is a low and slow toaster. <laughs> yeah. I'm just an impatient millennial. Patience. Yes, patience is one of the things that goes into perfect toast. For sure. Now, if you want to, if you want to hit cancel anytime, there is the... The, the first ingredient in toast is patience. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, so you got... I just want to make sure I'm giving you the clean knife. Okay, there we go. It's definitely butter all the way. Sheldon was just saying butter all the way. I would say... you got to have butter on toast, man. Like, yeah. you can't just... You're going to slather peanut butter on our freshly popped toast. That looks good. That Doesn't looks it, though? You got a plate or something? No. <laughs> Jesus, what do you think? We're civilized you here? I'm just going to... Here. Do I do, I'm making it? Fire it up. All right. Yeah, I do a lot. This is Chris Brown's food. version of perfect toast. Do, so if you can show us up close, so so you you have to make sure you cover all of the edges. That's not near enough peanut butter for me. Okay. No. Hey, take all you want, please. Get it out of my house. <laughs> Fucking peanut butter. Oh man, it's so good. All right. So are you going to eat this one? Is that the idea, or what are you going to do? No, I'm not eating that. You're not eating it. No. All right, you're going to make I mean, if I have to, I will. To. You don't have to. I mean, it's peanut butter. To. There's no shock value yeah. in peanut butter. I'm just going to eat this. Now, while you... you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. While you're doing that... Look, how's that for timing? I'm going to butter up. So you got to have a little bit of butter. Butter is a must. This, I tell you, if you have time to spend your Saturday morning watching two grown men eat toast... You're living the high life. I want to be you. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, we got a little bit of butter there. And now, the something special red chili jelly. Are you going to try this, by the way? 
You are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. It's got a little kick to it. You want to spot? Whoa. What? I just, I just don't imagine, like, I would never put that on toast. It's just completely... All right, well, we haven't, you haven't tried it yet. I mean, see, there's no shock value in peanut butter. You asked me if I wanted to try it, it's like, well, who hasn't? Stop being so average Joe with your toast. Yeah, but there's a reason why it's a classic. Okay. See, now I add a little bit of the melted butter in there. Got some of your chili jelly. I'm taking a bite out of that. No. What are you doing? Make sure your palate is clean and it has all that cantankerous toxic peanut butter off it. Give that a shot. Have a sip of coffee. Thoughts? Hmm. I like it. Hey? It's a lot sweeter than I thought it was. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of the salted, melted butter. It's good. Huh. Yeah, it's good. Alright, so what I'm going to recommend now, before we get on to the perfect toast, is of course more toast. So I'll get this going here. <laughs> you mentioned earlier uh, you had some guesses as to what the perfect toast ingredient might be. So you gotta you gotta toast it to your level first. Like I, I don't want to. I don't. I, I want to experience your perfect toast in, in its full glory. Okay. Well, first of all, I got to tear a little edge off here because the bread's a little wide for the toaster. It's the only problem with rye bread. Okay. So there we go. What's the What's the the temperature gauge on this? Like, what am I looking for? You're looking for a little more toastedness. So you max it out, eh? Yeah. Go. 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 Okay. Go. Yeah. So, 1.21 gigawatts, man. Don't so around. what am I dealing with here? Are we going to do that? Maybe I can talk about what my guesses are. I've yeah. had some people come up to me and ask and tell me that they have some guesses. Mm -hmm. I think that we could be in a situation where we're going Australian and it, we could be having like like Vegemite mm. or that Marmite stuff. Mm -hmm. Is it, Am I close? Other guesses? No, I don't really have any other guesses. That's as far as I got. I stopped there because I'm in, in horror because I didn't want to think any. I couldn't imagine it could be any worse than that, you know? Well, I think would have it. <laughs> the perfect toast is made with Marmite. Marmite. This stuff, I am telling you right now, I grew up in a British household. My grandmother would make this for me every morning. Hot buttered toast. With Marmite. What is it? Well, read the jar. Yeast extract. Jesus. Salt, yeast extract, dehydrated carrots, spice extracts, mm. dehydrated onions. Good God. I don't want you to smell it before you eat it. Are you... This is the perfect toast. I'm telling you. I do want to smell it, though. Can I smell it? it you really do? Well, I want to eat it. I'm going to eat it either way. Okay, here, just. You are going to eat it either way. Yeah, right. I'm committed. Close your eyes. All right. Mmm. Sniff test on the Marmite. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. It smells like, um, like, uh, um. Your kids will grow up right. If you put toast on this, look at me. 
<laughs> it smells like like um, molasses or something. It does have a rather. Uh, if, if you haven't ever seen inside a jar of Marmite, that's what you're looking at. It, oh, it's man. it's kind of it's black like my cold cold heart. <laughs> Actually, it, it looks like I don't know. It doesn't look like something. It, it doesn't look like something I, I'd rush to the cupboard to eat. I'll tell you that much. Can't keep it in my house. Oh, what do you mean? People love the stuff. Seriously? No. <laughs> <laughs> I eat it all. Uh, any other comments down here? Is it like sugary? Yeah. Uh, well, you're gonna find out. Now I will tell you. In order to have didn't sound sugary. In order to have the perfect marmite toast, you will need to apply a little bit of butter. Okay. This is uh, Black Sheep Radio, by the way. Meaningless Moments, uh, episode one, toast. We're getting into the toast. I'm trying Marmite for the first time in my life. I'm not really looking forward to it. I'll be. It honest was your first guest too. I, I'm... Well, no, it wasn't my first guest. My first guest was mayonnaise. Oh. I thought that's what we were on going toast. With it. I don't know. You were saying that it's this crazy thing, and then I had a couple. Um, I had a couple of people come up to me and tell me they're like, "Oh, you know what? I think he's probably talking about marmite." Probably going to Most notably, Brittany um, came up to me and she was like, she was like, I think I'm pretty sure it's going to be marmite. So we'll we'll see. Stuff I've never is... had it before. I don't know what to expect. It's got dehydrated onions in it. I don't know why anybody would put dehydrated onions in something that you eat for breakfast because it tastes delicious. But here on we toast. are. Duh. I don't know. All right. So, you know what? I think I think we canceling it. Yep. Okay. So here we go. Chris Brown and his first ever attempt at delicious. It's got to be on rye. Don't forget. Okay. So. Oh. Man, I'm so creeped out by this. Oh. What a good amount on there. Okay. Now, believe me, as soon as Chris is done eating his, if he doesn't finish, I will finish his for him. This is the greatest thing in ever. ever. Uh, oh, and mine's ready. Marmite toast on Black Sheep Radio. Oh, God. Oh, man, that's so bad. How do you... Oh... Oh, that's brutal. What? What are you talking? That's brutal. Okay, so what you got to get. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I'm going to have that in my mouth for the rest of the day. I'm going to be I'm going to be shopping for Christmas presents at Lime Ridge Mall at 2 p.m. today. Maybe you didn't and get gonna, enough I'm on gonna, there. You, you got to really... Oh, good God. You I really got to... Oh, God. Got to dress that up. That's like the saltiest thing I've ever had in my life. Oh, oh, that's oh! I don't. It has no redeeming qualities. It really does. There's nothing. Mm. There's the texture's weird. Mm. Oh, oh! People eat that on a regular basis. You eat that on a regular English basis. People do the same Man. people who eat beef tongue and oh, sheep gut. Eat marmite. Does anybody, I, I mean, if, if anybody out there that's watching actually enjoys eating Marmite, I'm, I'm very curious. Please let us know. To me, like, that... that Come on over. Mm-hmm. No way. No way. There's it's no like, way. No, there's no There's no way. I, I will never have that again. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. 
<laughs> There's no way. It tastes like what I imagine cat food would taste like. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm thinking like moment one. You want to dig through some comments here? And just see if we have any other meaningless moment questions? Or? Well, no. Oh, you mean on the on the Facebook post? You posted yeah, one, yeah. right? Oh, my God. I can't believe that was that was brutal. I'm tempted to have more. Oh, Please just wait until oh man, it stays with you. It's like it's like a burnt steak. It's like an overcooked burnt steak. No, it's you know, like, not. Like, that's it's it, that's what it tastes like to me. Hmm. Hmm. Oh again. Lord. Butter. Marmite. Perfect toast. I grew up on this stuff, man. If it wasn't A1 sauce, it was this. Oh. And you want to try a good combo platter? A1 and Marmite. Oh, but you got to make sure the butter's on the bottom, then the Marmite, and then a little bit of A1. That's what I mean. It tastes like a burnt steak. Like, that's what you put on a burnt steak is A1 sauce. <laughs> A1 is not I meant for steak. That. I can't do that. It's meant for toast. Oh. Really? You find it that appalling? I'm not, yeah, like, I'm not even, I'm not... You I, look like you just sniffed a fart. It's, it's still, the taste is still in my mouth. It's still, it's like in the back of my throat, and it's just, mm -hmm. it's, I think it's going to be there forever. I'm, I'm pretty convinced of that. Least probably. Until, there's no way. I can't. I, I, I will, I can't have that. <laughs> I'm tapping out. Oh. Mm. Sure. Oh, my God. So, um, are we... Ugh. Are we... Um, You're not well. No. Are you all right? I, I, yeah, that was brutal. Your eyes are a little bloodshot. That was brutal. <laughs> so, um, if, you're, if you're just joining us now, mm. um, I just Ben just force-fed me Marmite for the first I time. I did not force-feed him. <laughs> I it brought was, out my trusty toaster. I, I've never had Marmite before. Ben swears by it, I guess. Mm. I, I just, you know... Every morning before I headed off to school, I got two slices of toast with Marmite on it. Oh, man. I, I can't think of a better way to ruin a perfect piece of toast. <laughs> I can't do it, dude. Says the man who puts peanut butter on toast. <laughs> oh. Man, I seriously can't handle that. Okay, so are we are we going to go back and wrap up the rest of the podcast, I think, and, and, and I guess. do that? I, I definitely, like... I, I just want more toast. Oh, oh it's still... It's it's still stuck in my throat. Sure, here this slice is still a bit, mm. a little bit warm. Oh man, that's seriously good. That's honestly, oh, yeah. It spreads on there nice. Get that nice thick. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, oh, look at it. It's like oh, like liquid liquid brown. <laughs> exactly. That's what I've been saying this whole time. <laughs> Meaningless moments, everybody. Suggestions. Uh, hit us up, Black Sheep Radio. Uh, this week we debated toast. Clearly, I won. Oh man. Cheers, Joe. disgusting things mm. I've ever eaten in my entire life. The podcast uh, in its original true form is back after we've uh, just finished uh, 
our first ever meaningless moment, Chris tried Marmite toast for the very first time. It was like I'm, and I I know, I know it might seem like I was I, maybe I was hamming it up a little bit, but like I. I wasn't. No, no, no. Most people I know who have tried Marmite have that same reaction. I have no problem and trying stuff. I always stuff. thought they were hamming it up, but um, I don't think you were. It literally tastes like it's just as like dehydrated onions or whatever's in it. It was. I, I'm. It's still in my mouth. It's been I don't know ten minutes. Yeah. Or so. You still and got that? Uh, and it's still like coated my mouth. I. It's. It's insane. Yeah, it hangs so around gross. for a bit. Oh man. You're I, welcome. I can't believe it. By the way, uh, are you any more sold on uh, rye bread? Oh, I love rye, rye toast. I love rye toast. For You're sure. okay. Yeah, yeah, I love rye toast. Notice I got the I'm good stuff. Fan. It sounds like a German porn film. Rubschlager. Rubschlager for sure. For sure. Rubschlager. Rubschlager. As soon as you go, I'm having more marmite. Mm. As soon as I, I go, brought I'm it into go the house the this cook. morning. My daughter was like, "Oh, dad." <laughs> dad. Because she she can't even be around when I eat it. Mm. Yeah. Does she ever try it? Yeah. Yeah. That's everybody's got to try marmite once. It is uh, it is only for uh, the bold of soul. Ugh. <laughs> okay. All right. So that that wraps up the weekly three. Yeah. Um, and what what did you learn today? What did we learn this week? Um, hmm. Well. Uh, uh, I think I learned that uh, giving is what matters and not, uh, uh, well, no, sorry. Receiving is what matters when it comes to uh, gift giving. I know we call it gift giving because we're so worried that we're going to be uh, centered out as selfish if it's called gift receiving. It's mm. not about, it's all about the giving. But ultimately, there's a, uh, an interesting turning point in there where if, if you're expecting a pat on the back, Expecting a huge thank you, expecting everybody around the tree to go, ooh, look at what you got for that person. You're giving it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Give in order to make the recipient happy. I think that's a, I think that's a good way to go. Huh. I think that's a really good way to go. Um, I think what I learned today, And then let it go. And just be, and just let it be. The and then let it go, right? Like, <laughs> oh, they didn't thank me hard enough, or oh, I didn't get enough <laughs> accolades for shelling out a thousand dollars, or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. Give, let it go. Once it's out of your hands, once you've wrapped it and it's under the tree, it is no longer yours, and you no longer have anything to do with it. Mm. I think what I learned today is there's two things. Um. I learned that, well, for one, that Marmite is what you like, and I will never eat it again. Like, I like I know I'm glad I tried it, because why not, right? Sure. Um, but, you yeah, sure, I, man. I, that was... The, the, the Rubschlager rub is still right here. Man, it comes down, it comes in a vape, Vicks VapoRub fucking <laughs> bottle. Yeah. It, it, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it looks like, you know... They they stopped making it after 1945, and and I what's left what's left is just what's left. I think they did. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I, th I think another thing that I've learned today is just about the importance of like random acts of kindness, mm. you know, and about how I, it's just over our discussion. It's not even specifically something that we talked about, but like how. How 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 good they make you feel as the person doing it, but also like how 
small, how impactful some like small little the things little, that you can do. The little ones, you mean? Yeah, like how, how holdings of doors, holding doors. It's just a stressful time of year, and I and I feel like I just talking about it made me kind of think about like the times when somebody was nice to me that I just didn't expect, and right. how that like impacted the rest of my day. The giving up of the parking spot. Yeah. The as your noses are both headed into the same spot, mm-hmm. the hitting of brakes and going. You go ahead. Like I had one, I had one time where I I parked. I was parking downtown. This is a while ago, where um, I parked and I was about to pay for parking, and somebody ran up to me and gave me the parking pass that they used that they'd already paid for. They're like, I I had to buy a bunch, but I I have to go. So here's three hours of free parking. I've had that in downtown Hamilton. Mm. Where I said, yeah, no, the slip, it was just going to sit on my dash. There's another 45 minutes on here. How long are you going to be? Half an hour. Well, here you go. Yeah. That's a nice thing. to. It's a nice thing to do. It's also, I'm sorry, a common sense thing to do. Yeah. Why let your money, think of it this way. If you're a completely selfish person, why let your money go to waste? Mm. Why drive away with 45 minutes of unspent money in a parking meter when you could give it to somebody else who's going to avoid the ticket? Exactly. Right? Yeah. So more of that. I think I'm going to try to do more of that this okay. week. So maybe next time we check in, I'll, I'll see if there's there's something that I can I can do for somebody. Random act of kindness. Still taste the Marmite. Oh, man. That was, that was delicious. Insane. It's insane. You sure you don't want more? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like I, I don't leave a window of opportunity. I think there's. I think there's. 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 Um, there's. I, I don't. I think my mouth is always gonna taste like this, and I. I, I <laughs> from now on. So I. I just. I just don't want to run the risk. Like I think if it maybe it goes away. Like I'm. I'm. If I. I feel like if I double down and have some more. Like it. It's. It's without a doubt gonna be something that I. Other victims have told me bleach works. Oh yeah. I, it's, I'm considering it. <laughs> Flames, I don't know. Uh, Black Sheep Radio, I'm Ben. I'm Chris. Uh, we'll talk to you in a week. See ya. This has been another episode of Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to follow, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.